Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice. Experience drone delivery with Wing. Get fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less. Now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. To see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Texas football. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days, and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high-quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance. Really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit vcrnow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. <laughs> From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that's troublingly out of breath. <laughs> it's like... My- 50 feet at most. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the pa- places, or you'll just on podcasts, which you can subscribe subscribe to. <laughs> Gotta catch my breath. I need this community coffee. On the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local, mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks, the Prime Minister of Thanksgiving. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Happy Monday. This is our... Yeah, we got one more Monday show. One more Monday show. No, 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 we got two more Monday shows. Two more Monday shows. Yeah, we'll do a state preview Mm -hmm. episode next week and then a state recap episode the next Monday. And then we done... And those Monday shows are going to be the only shows yeah, of both of, of those the, weeks. Of both of those weeks. So, cherish it. First. But two big ones. Cherish it. Today is Monday, December 4th, 2023. 360 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Jay-Z. Oh, nice. Jay-Z turns... 
Mm. And take you want to take a shot at this? Forty-seven. Fifty-four. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. Imagine being Jay Z and being very clearly the second most famous person in your marriage. Yep. Like not. <laughs> like not up for debate. Not up for debate. Uh, he's like, what about me? I did dead presidents. It's episode one thousand seven hundred and four. Four. On today's show, folks, big On show. The fourth. Wow. Some numbers are the same. Uh, on today's show, folks, we are going to overreact to the football weekend and Monday morning fallout. We'll be joined by the head coach of the Sybil Steel Knights, Coach David Sines, will join us to talk about their, their birth in the state semifinals. Then we're going to talk a little bit about UTEP. We, it's funny. Last week got so busy that we weren't able to do our postmortem on um, Dana, Dimmel. Dana Dimmel, which is sad. Uh, but the good news is we can do a quick postmortem on Dana Dimmel while we talk about their new head coach, mm-hmm. Scotty Walden. We'll talk about that coming up here at the back half of the program. If you stick around with us, do we have first four through the door? Uh, we sure do. It was Paul Roberts, Big Jiggly Water Balloons, Tanner Solis, and Matt Stepp. Welcome in, Phyllis. Hello, friends. Welcome in after an exciting football weekend. And what better way to recap the exciting football weekend? Then to hit the air raid sirens, kind of time for Monday morning fallout. He did it gracefully. Oh, Where we overreact to the football weekend. I have some thoughts. Okay. Would you like me to share them? I guess. Not really, but I, yeah, I'm i here. Overreact to the football weekend. We'll start with my opening thought. There's always one. So, I would need to go back and do some research. And what do I have to do these days? I would have to go back and do some research. And figure out when it was in each round of the playoffs that everything went crazy town banana pants. Because... Sometimes it's it's not often the first round. No. That's not often. There are some big stunners, but it's not often the first round. It seems like it's usually either area round or the regional semifinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually Thanksgiving weekend. In the past in the yeah. past handful of years, Thanksgiving weekend on the regional semifinals has been when everything has just mm-hmm. And yet, here we are now in the state semifinals, coming off of a regional final round that I can uh, only describe as uh, rebel-inducing. It was insane. Absolutely seismic across the state. And maybe it's because it ends up that last week there were 11... There were 11... Rematches. Re- rematches. And the team that won went 6-5. and five. Mm-hmm. So there were five teams that returned receipts. Maybe that's part of it. But there were also games that weren't rematches that had that. Gilmer beats Carthage. Mm -hmm. That is a game that was so far off our radar. Even though we think highly of Gilmer. Just so far off our radar because I think we just assumed, you know what, Carthage got their scare. Mm Mm-hmm. Now they're going to do what they normally do to Gilmer, which is to beat them. Mm-hmm. And then they're in a state semifinal. They don't lose in state semifinals. No. They and don't then they're lose in state, in state championship, championship games. And they've literally never lost in a state championship game. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember, Gilmer had lost eight straight to Carthage. Eight straight. 
that one was stunning. I think we talked about it a little bit on Friday on our live mailback show. Ganado over a Furio is stunning, and we should we should acknowledge how stunning it is. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, huge upset. Right? That one is even more of an upset in my mind than Gilmer Carthage, from a historic, mm, yeah, from I a think historic so. Perspective. I don't think from necessarily this year's team, but from a historic perspective, shocking. Yeah, I think that that's I think that's fair. I think Brownsville Veterans Memorial over Corpus Christi Miller is maybe not a huge upset, but the way it went down and the context around it and what it means for the Rio Grande Valley Mm -hmm. certainly puts it in that category of seismic, right? I think there's that. I also think that you look at some games like San Antonio Davenport being Port Lavaca Calhoun, right? And the margin by which they beat them by 35. Pretty impressive. Sunray beating Clarendon by 61. Yeah. What Albany did to Collinsville. Mm-hmm. Right? To me, those are games that also get put into the whoa category. What Chilton did to Fall City. I picked Chilton. I picked Sunray. I picked Albany. But I picked them in like... 10 points, mm-hmm. maybe 7, 10. It was a seismic weekend of high school football, and the stage is now set for the state semifinals. Game of the week, Tidehaven 34, Poth 28 in double overtime. This game was bizarre, mm-hmm. honestly. It was really bizarre. Poth jumped out 21-0 on Tidehaven. And you're thinking, they're just going to squish them. Mm-hmm. That's exactly Because that's what Poth does. That's what Poth does. They get up on you, and then they just go, okay. They do that thing where, like, when you have a little brother, and, like, they're trying to swing at you, and you just and hold you just their hold hand their out head. there. And he's yep. like, yeah. That's what they do. Yep. And Poth, or Tidehaven, rallies back, forces overtime, Forces a second overtime, and in the second overtime, gets the game win, gets a stop and a game-winning touchdown run to knock off the state runner-up from a year ago and move on to their first state semifinal since was it 1981? I had this written down somewhere. Tidehaven's in a semifinal for the first time since 1981. I did have that right. Good job, Greg. Game of the week, undisputedly, fantastic ball game. Am I overreacting? Did SMU get host? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really did. So SMU wins the American Athletic Conference Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, Texas does not think highly of, or Tulane does not think highly of the state of Texas right now. No. They stole Houston their coach. steals their coach. SMU beats them in the championship. Yeah. We'll talk about, we'll talk about uh, uh, Willie Fritz tomorrow. This is a... And so they win their conference championship. And because of that, there is talk of like, all right, New Year six. Yep. They can be the highest rated group of five team. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the American is. <laughs> Instead, they put unbeaten Liberty over them. Now, Liberty is undefeated. Mm-hmm. But tell me about strength of schedule. Conference USA is 
all due respect to our friends in Conference USA. Love Conference USA. It's but. But. It's a but conference this year. It's a but, but conference. And Liberty edges them out. I think it was 23 versus 24. Is that right? In the college football playoff? Yes. And so then you're thinking, okay, well, they're still the American Athletic Conference champions. Certainly. Certainly. They're going to go to a good bowl, right? Certainly they're going to get a nice bowl and everything will be fantastic. Instead, they will get Boston College in the Fenway Bowl. That's it. That's the thing. It's just the fact that, like, it's one thing to miss a New Year's Six Bowl. No. This, to get the this Fenway sucks. Bowl against Boston College? This sucks. Boston College oh, is 6-6. Six and six. Like, There is literally nothing for SMU to gain in this one. No. They can't gain recruiting as, like exposure because who cares in Massachusetts? Mm-hmm. They don't recruit in that part of the world anyway. No. They're play- and they're playing, by the way, a future conference opponent. Mm-hmm. I get why Liberty being undefeated definitely meant something. I understand that. I get that. it. But I'm like not, I'm a not, better I bowl? get it. I don't like it, but I get, get it. it. Yeah. And, and as a homer, I am allowed to be like, no, SMU should have gotten right. it. Right. But I get it. But I do not get playing Boston College in the Fenway Bowl. Absolutely. That's hot garbage. Absolutely not. It was tough. It was a real, real whiplash week for SMU. Weekend. Time for the Dude's Rock Dude of the Week. Perhaps the original Dude's Rock Dude of the Week. He does rock. The dude who rocks is Armando Luan, the quarterback for Sunray, who went for eight total touchdowns, seven passing, and uh, one rushing in their romp, their absolute romp over uh, Clarendon. Pickle, can I give you some numbers? Mm Mm-hmm. Armando Luan now has 80 total touchdowns this season. Kyler Murray, his best year at 78. Only one person has ever scored more touchdowns, been responsible for more touchdowns. That's Nick Gerber. Mm-hmm. At a level in. He has 4,000 yards passing, 968 yards rushing. Here's a complete list of quarterbacks who have ever thrown for 4,000 and run for 1,000. So he needs 34 more, 32 more yards. Kyler Murray, and Tyrick Rollison at, at Sulphur Springs. That's wow. the whole list. That's insane. Sunray quarterback, Armando Luan. Dudes rock. Time for Tepper's play of the week. There was a, a number of plays, but uh, this was one that uh, I didn't pay a ton of attention to Duncanville and Spring-Westfield. It was a rock. Because it, it, it got, a, like, by the time I got to, like, Twitter and I got to my computer, mm-hmm. Duncanville's already up. Yes. But Greg Powers tweeted this play. It was their opening touchdown, and at this point, you had to feel like Spring Westfield knew that they were on borrowed time. It's Keelan Russell to to Corian Moore, and what in the world are you supposed to do with that? That you just, could, they could have the Baltimore. Down. They could have the Baltimore Ravens out there in the secondary, and I'm not sure there's anything they can do with that. No, insane. Uh, that set the tone for Duncanville in their romp over Spring Westfield. Uh, that is my play of the week. Quick break for a hot take. The college football committee, playoff committee, is not a football entity. 
it's important to remember this as we're all kind of processing what they did. Now, I want to be very clear. I think they got the top three exactly right. I think Michigan should be number one. Mm-hmm. I think Washington should be number two. I think Texas should be number three. It should be Texas versus Washington in the Sugar Bowl. That's great. Great work. Three quarters of the way there. You get a 75%. They leave unbeaten Florida State out and put Alabama in instead. 12-1 Alabama. It is moments like this where it is important to remember that their job is not to put together a football game. Their job is to put together a television product. And Michigan, Alabama is going to do numbies. And Michigan beating a wounded Florida State team, as deserving as they are, and they are, it's a travesty, is not going to do numbies. This is a numbers-based game. They are a com- they are a political organization that makes political decisions. They are not a football organization that makes football decisions. It's always important to remember this. So, I didn't think they'd do it. I didn't think that they would kick out an undefeated conf- major conference champion from the playoff. But I'm also not surprised. Time for the hunt of the week. Stratford 46, Holly 6. And I want to make sure we're being very clear here. The huh is not that Stratford won. No, I said on the show on Friday I thought Stratford was You thought was Stratford gonna was going to win. The huh is the score. <laughs> the margin by which it was done. That is a defending... I'm going to point to him. That right there is a defending state champ. Mm-hmm. That right there is a two-time state finalist. Mm-hmm. Remember, they made it in 2021 as well. Played Shiner. They'd won that region two years in a row. And to beat them by that scoreline, 46-6, to six, a 40-point win, that certainly had me going, huh? And now, by the way, Stratford Toller? Oh. So good. <laughs> Makes me want to have another sip of delicious community coffee. Ew. <laughs> Not to community Not coffee, to, community to coffee. the noises that you make when you drink your community coffee. Wild stat of the week. It's important to remember that this was not the state regional finals for everybody. This was the state semifinals in six-man football. Mm-hmm. We had four state semifinals. We have punched our first four tickets to AT&T Stadium. In 1A Division Two. Benjamin back to defend their crown. Well, they will, where they will take on first-time finalist Oglesby. Mm-hmm. Got our first first-timer. That's always I always like when we have new blood. Oh, That's yeah. exciting. I'm excited. And by the way, by the way, Benjamin number one and Oglesby number two in the preseason. Hmm. Who would have guessed? The other game is one A Division One is going to be Westbrook and Gordon, number one and number two in. The preseason. But I want to talk about Gordon's defense, okay? When we think of six-man football, we think of offense, right? Understandably so. They beat Jonesboro 54 to 18 in the regional in the in in the the state semifinal. 54 to 18. They um they mercy ruled them. By the way, Benjamin won. I didn't see I gotta look up the score, but 
Klondike only scored four points. They kicked a field goal, a six-man field goal, which is ultra rare. Anyway, that's exciting only to me. This is, through their first 14 games, Gordon has allowed 116 points. 116 points. 8.2 points per game. Okay? That is pretty remarkable for six-man football. Oh, that's insane. Pretty, I mean, pretty that's remarkable. remarkable for any team, much so less six-man. <laughs> that's what I want to tell you. Okay? At 8.2 points per game, they would have the 10th best scoring defense in all of 11-man football. Oh, my God. That has to be number one in six-man, then. Oh, by a mile. It has to be. By a mile. The the second best defense, according to the numbers, I can pull up real quick. In in UIL is Whiteface, which gave up about 14.5 points a game. So they are clear by six points That's per game. Insane. Gordon's defense is exceptional. It's going to be a fantastic way to kick off state championship weekend because Westbrook, the two-time defending champs, and Gordon, mm-hmm. going to be good stuff. Time for... The final rendition. Sad to say. The final edition. I wonder if we'll get any uh, dogs at state. We Ooh. Time for the Matt Step. He got that dog in Player of the Week. And now, the Matt Step. He got that dog in him. Player of the Week. What's up, y'all? Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and I'm here to bring you the winner of the regional final edition of the Matt Step, He Got That Dog in Him Award. And the winner of this week's Matt Step, He Got That Dog in Him Award is none other than Albany running back, Adam Hill. Adam Hill in Albany's 52-14 win over Collinsville on Thursday night, had 223 yards rushing, four touchdowns. He also made a crazy sick one-handed catch for a 24-yard touchdown in the win. And he was also a menace on the defensive side of the ball. Congrats, Adam. You, sir, have got that dog in you. This has been the Matt Step He Got That Dog in Him Player of the Week. There it is, the Matt Step He Got That Dog in Him Player of the Week. We'll see if we can do something at State. You have my attention, Glen Rose. The Tigers are back into a state semifinal. Remember, Glen Rose started 1-4. Mm-hmm. They were like... After making it to a state semifinal and, last year. But remember, right? with Glen Rose, they graduated real heavy. Yeah, they made a semifinal. Remember, they get Carthage, oh, Carthage real scared. Yeah. They graduated super heavy. And I'll be honest, when they got to one and four, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you lose some trans- a transcendent class. And now they're into a state semifinal. Cliff Watkins knows what he's doing up there. Get excited for Gunner versus Canadian Volume 7. They just keep doing it. This is the seventh meeting in eight seasons for Gunner and Canadian in the state semifinal. It is uh, it is almost too close to call, in my opinion. Um, and it'll be great. Friday in Abilene. Mm-hmm. Good game. The final thought. It's the final thought every time we do the final episode of Monday morning fall out of the season. The cruelest round. For those who are longtime viewers of the show, you'll just have to suffer through me saying this again. Um, the semifinals of the Texas high school football playoffs are by far, undoubtedly, 100% the worst round to lose in. Yes. 
the worst round to lose in. By a mile. If you lose in the first round, if you get launched into the sun 100 to nothing in the first round of the playoffs. You know thanks. what? You made it to the playoffs. Thanks for coming. If you lose in the regional semifinals, you lose Thanksgiving weekend. You got to practice on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Great year. This moment right here, you are 48 minutes away from being remembered forever. Even if you lose. Mm-hmm. Even if you lose. Even if you get beat 160 to nothing on national television. You get to be in the state championship, play on the big stage, and be remembered forever. Mm-hmm. I can remember every state championship team I've watched. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can remember, aside from like Gunner Canadian, right? Right. The teams in the semifinals. This is it. It all comes down to this. If you win this week, you're etched in history. And if you don't, it's Monday morning fallout. We're at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll talk with the head coach of the state semifinalist, Sybil of Steel Knights. Coach David Sines will join us. But first, a word from these valued goods and services. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Wing is the largest residential drone delivery provider in the world. Delivering to your home in less than 30 minutes. Order using an app just like other popular delivery services and Wing's automated drone takes care of the rest. It's fast, safe, and sustainable and it's now delivering to parts of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. You can learn more at wing.com slash texasfootball. Again, that's wing.com slash texasfootball. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful, long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- 
Go VCR Now. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR Now. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. Let's go down to the Alamo City. We're pleased to be joined by the head coach of the state semifinal bound, Sybil of Steel Knights, Coach David Sines, joining us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Greg? Doing great. How are things in, in down there in San Antonio? Oh, things are good, man. Things are, you know, I know we're excited. Our community's excited. Our school's excited, uh, you know, to be to playing another round. So we're all really excited about it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm interested in that because, you know, this is a, a steel program that obviously has, has such great pedigree and such great tradition. Uh, the expectations are so high. Um, you guys go into this this regional final against Dripping Springs, uh, you know, uh, against a, a real good Dripping Springs team that had been playing outstanding ball. What was what was your message to your guys before you headed out onto the field on on, on Saturday? Oh, it was just go out and compete. You know, you take it one play at a time. You know, and uh, you know, stay positive. You know, throughout the entire game because we knew it was going to be a battle. Uh, no, you know, anytime you play an Austin area team that's been playing that well this late in the year, and you know, our message was just to go out and, and try to execute the best we could in all three phases, and uh, you know, control the things we could control. And you know, our, our guys did a great job of doing that on on Saturday. Uh, you guys were able to to come up with with big plays in the same way that you guys have, have been able to all year, and especially uh, through the air. Uh, you know, quarterback Chad Warner has has really had a great year for you guys. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how you've seen him grow. Um, not just maybe you know during the season, but but since you you first met him and and, and kind of uh, he took command of this offense. Yeah, he's he's done a tremendous job. He started last year midway through that first game against Brennan at, at the Alamo Dome and the Pigskin Classic, and just you know his 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 demeanor. You know, it's just he's always even kill. It seems like ever since we we've, we've you know we've got to know him and work with him, and uh, you know his composure it's always been there, and you know it helps to have. You know, some, some really good weapons around him at the running back and the receiver position. And, you know, the O-line has done a tremendous job the entire year, you know, of protecting him and, and keeping him clean in the pocket. But, you know, just his, his awareness and, and seeing how the game has slowed down for him since his sophomore year, you know, that that's what we've seen, uh, you know, the most improving on throughout the year. Speaking of, of your offensive line, um, you know, you go back to the your regional semifinal win over Harlan. Uh, for all the things you guys did well, running the ball was a struggle on, on the Hawks. It was, it, was, it was hard to do. This past week, you, you, got, you, got, you got Hatton loose. You got, you got Jonathan Hatton loose for 126 yards and a touchdown. How important was it and how much of a focus was it for you guys to make sure you guys established the run against Dripping Springs? You know that, that that was a huge part of of our you know of our game plan going in, just knowing how how physical and how good their their defense was. You know across the board, we knew that if, you know we we're going to have have success offensively. We're going to have to try to establish a run game, uh, you know, on those guys. And you know our, our offensive line did a great job of, of creating you know some holes for for Jonathan, and Jonathan did a great job of of you know getting you know the extra yards after contact and things like that. But uh, you know, anytime you you get this deep in the playoffs, you know you, you always want to try to establish run the best you can, and you know our offensive line did a great job of that. You know, on Saturday, talking to David Sines, the head coach of the Cibola Steel Knights here on Texas Football Today, get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. Coach, uh, on the other side of the ball, you know your defense has been has has really settled into uh, consistency. What you guys have seen, uh, you know, especially the secondary, we know the talent you guys have back there. Um, coming into the year. Is this the kind of defense that you expected to be playing uh, at this point with with the guys that you have back there? You know, we we had a we lost a, a really good senior class last year. 
And when you're looking at, you know, the losing like a Mikhail Williams and Javon Bejarano and guys like that, uh, we knew that we had some shoes to fill. But we knew with our D-line, we had three of the four starters coming back in our D-line. And those guys are, you know, they, they play with a motor. And that, that helps anytime you can get pressure with your with your front four. That always helps in, in the back end, whether it's secondary and then helping your linebackers, you know, with their run fits and things like that. So, um, you know, we, we knew we had some, some pieces to fill at our at our linebacker spots and a couple in the secondary. We knew that, uh, you know, that they, they had the potential to, to, to be a pretty good defense. But you just never know until they, you know, you turn those Friday night lights on and, and start competing. But they've done a tremendous job growing each week and, and you know, getting better and better. You know, that's all you can ask as, as a coach. Speaking of getting better and better, and, and uh, let's talk about something I know coaches love to talk about, which is games you lost. Um, let's go back to week two. And you guys uh, go to Lake Travis uh, and, and, and fight hard, and they pull away with a 20-10 to 10 win. Since then, you guys have been a runaway freight train. What do you feel like you you learned or took from that week two loss that has you guys rolling now? Yeah, you play at Lake Travis mm-hmm. week two of the season. You know that there's you schedule games like that so you can find out what your weaknesses are. And you know we had a I think we lost 50 seniors last year. We had four new offensive linemen that were playing. We had I forget how many guys on defense that that were getting you know their second start of the season and. You play against a really good Lake Travis team; they're going to find your weaknesses, and you know, you know, not all losses are, are terrible as long as you learn from them. And I think as a coaching staff, we learned some things that we thought, you know, we would be able to do that we wouldn't be able to do. And I think as you know, as as the players play in a hostile environment that early in the year, that helped us tremendously of of you know growing up. You know, our kids understood the the situation. You want to be a a, a you know a state caliber team. Um, you're going to have to, to grow up in, in, you know, some of those moments, whether it's your offensive line, like linebacker, secondary, whatever it was. But, you know, that's why you schedule those games early to find out what type of football team you're going to have. You can, are they going to fight or, you know, are they going to lay down or, and, and things like that. So we knew we were going to fight for four quarters. We just had to get some things fixed, you know, schematically and, and things like that. So that, that was a huge part of, of our growing pro- uh, process throughout the year. Coach, it's on to the next one, and it's a big one. Four o'clock Saturday in Waco at McLean Stadium as you guys will take on the champions of Region 3, uh, the Humble Summer Creek Bulldogs. Uh, I don't want to ask you to reveal your entire game plan to us, but when you take a look at what you're going to be up against uh, on Saturday in Waco, uh, what do you see across the field in, in Summer Creek? Oh, I see, you know, big, strong, fast, physical, and extremely well coached. So, you know, you get to the Final Four, uh, you know, that's most of these teams are – going to be you know extremely talented and they're extremely well coached and uh you know that's that's what we see on our end um when we turn that film on and you know it just wouldn't expect anything less than a four-quarter game you know at four o'clock at baylor he's david signs he's the head coach of the state semifinalists Cibolo steel knights coach we sure appreciate your time congratulations again uh, on all the success and best of luck on saturday Hey, uh, I thank you. Uh, I, one last thing, Greg. I want to thank you guys, man. You guys do a tremendous job for for high school athletic, you know, football, high school athletics. And uh, I just want to say thank you guys for everything you do for for the student athletes and for the coaches and and bringing recognition to the game. Uh, absolutely, coach. We sure appreciate that. Thanks for your time, coach. Yes, sir. All right, thank uh, you. There you go, David Sines, head coach, Civil Steel. That's very nice of him to say. He doesn't need to say that. He doesn't mean that. He's a kind man. He is a kind man. He's got a he's a good football coach too. And that is a. <laughs> And that's a recipe for success. That's a good football team. Mm-hmm. That's a good football team. And I don't know. That's a tough one to call. Civil Steel and, 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 and Summer Creek. 
Um, but I'll tell you the way. Like, that's gonna be some big old boys. It's on gonna the be field. some big old boys. Like those are massive humans. One down of the things there. that I'm interested in, and and spoiler alert for the picks video. One thing I'm interested in: Summer Creek got touched up a little bit through the air by mm-hmm. Fort High Tower. You look at the receivers: Jalen Cooper, quarterback, um, Chad Warner. They can sling it a little bit. I'm very interested to see if they can, if Sybil Steele is going to throw the ball pretty effectively against this Summer Creek defense. Because uh, that front seven's nasty mm-hmm. with Xavier Atkins and company. But it is a fantastic ball game there in uh, at Baylor. Uh, on, on It's actually the last game of the year, or last game of the weekend. It's 4 o'clock. It's 4 o'clock kick at Baylor. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the one we'll be waiting on here on Saturday. I should have given them grief. Tell them, dude, we're going to be waiting for your game to go final to finish all our state championship stuff. Well, the good thing I can tell you is that that game will be live on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Whoa! You can don't watch tell it. anybody yet. I, I don't know if you know how that microphone works. <laughs> we're, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Also on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hope you'll go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Makes a great gift. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for the gift of football, give your, give your loved ones the gift of football this season at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. I'm pretty sure... It's pretty – I think we've made it easier to, like, gift it. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, oh, you just, like – if you're buying it, it doesn't have to be under your name. Like, if I were buying it for Pickle, I could just go through and type in her address and stuff, and she'd get all the benefits of it. So, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get uh, get your loved one the gift of football, football. at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Not to mention, you also get – Access to Texan Live, which has everything not oh, football yeah. on there too. Like we we are we do have really good football coming up this week, but after this week, it'll be a ton of every other sport under the sun that you can imagine. Yes, absolutely. All righty, pickle. Let's talk a little bit about UTEP. The miners, the mighty miners. I, I know that uh, Houston made a hire as well. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been we've been putting off. Talking about UTEP for a minute. Going on now. Yeah, we've been talk, putting off talking about UTEP here for a minute, and I want to make sure we close the book on Dana Dimmel and open the book on their new coach. So Dana Dimmel is out after six seasons at the helm of the UTEP Miners with a twenty and forty nine mark, goes ten and thirty four in conference play, and. Again, one of the things that happens whenever a coach gets fired is we kind of reduce him to his record. And to be clear, you are what your record says you are. There's no putting lipstick on a pig, right? At some point, you got to win ball games. And if you're just talking about Dana Dimmel, he didn't win enough ball games. That's a, that's a, the sad truth of it. Um, I like Dana Dimmel. I like him personally. He's mm-hmm. been a friend of Dave Campbell's Texas football. I'm sorry to see him go. But I understand why they did it. They go three and nine this year. He had a losing record in five of his six seasons. They did go to the uh, they did go seven and five in twenty twenty one, which was impressive. Went seven and five in twenty twenty one, the lost the New Mexico Bowl. I think the biggest issue with Dana Dimmel at UTEP is kind of something 
it was it was one of the things that it was in the walls whenever he was hired and not the walls at utep it kind of came part and parcel with hiring a guy like dana dimmel dana dimmel you may remember he's a bill snyder guy mm-hmm. worked for bill snyder office coordinator for bill snyder twice right first in the 90s before he got hired at wyoming and houston then he made it back to kansas state to work for him again he is a bill snyder guy and bill snyder runs a style of offense, ran a style of offense, not coach anymore, at Kansas State that is running game and defense, and it's just kind of old school. It's an old school way of doing business. And that was always going to be the way that he wanted to, he wanted to run it. He wanted to run a hard-nosed physical style of football mm-hmm. and grind it out and play great defense. I'm not here to tell you that that can't work in 2023. Because I think it can. I think in some ways, it's kind of what Georgia does. Mm-hmm. You know? It can. But the difference, I hope I don't need to illustrate this. But the difference between UTEP and Georgia is that Georgia can go out and get five-star offensive linemen. Yes. And five-star running backs. And five-star linebackers. And that is a harder needle to thread at UTEP, which has, as we've talked about on this program before, institutional and geographic, not institutional. What I mean is like baked in challenges. Mm -hmm. Getting recruits to go to El Paso is tough. Mm -hmm. It is only going to get tougher. I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news here. It is only going to get tougher with their conference situation. As Conference USA, in my opinion, continues to tumble down to be the probably the lowest ranked conference in the sta- in the nation, right? That's why it's a little surprising Liberty got into the got into the New Year's Six. Yep. Right? Because this is now the transition league, right? Sam Houston, Jacksonville State. They are they are piecemealing it together. They're adding Delaware, right? It is only going to get more difficult. And so for Dana Dimmel, I think he ran into a number of circumstances that would not allow them to take that next step. Part of that, I want to be clear, I'm not absolving, I'm not saying he's a victim of circumstance. No. You have to adapt. You have to change. You have to find a way through. And it just didn't happen. Um, I think UTEP, I think you can win at UTEP. Maybe I'm in the minority here. I don't think you can, I, I, don't, I don't know if you can win a national championship, but I think especially in this new conference USA, I think you can, you can challenge for the top tier there and UTEP did not appear to be heading that direction and as a result Dana Dimmel is out after six seasons at the head co- as a head coach of UTEP they have now made another hire came down today Mike Craven confirmed it on texasfootball.com that the new head coach of the UTEP minors will be Scotty Walden Scotty Walden will be the new head coach of the UTEP minors 
Scotty Walden is a name that you know if you are that is a football sicko Rorschach test. Mm-hmm. Okay? If you know who Scotty Walden is, you're a football sicko. And I love you. Thank you for watching this program. But Scotty Walden has been one of those names that's been kind of on that undercurrent hipster names for a while. Scotty Walden is leaving his his post as the head coach at Austin P. Mm-hmm. He's been the head coach at Austin P in the FCS ranks for the last couple of years. Since 2020 was when he took over. Uh, I guess 2021 was his first. Well, no, it's weird. So here's the, th- we'll, we'll go through his whole, whole biography. Okay. In Texas, you may know him as former Cleburne quarterback, Scotty Walden. Mm-hmm. I would need to do some math here, but no, nah, he's too, he's too old for me to have covered him. But he played at a variety of different places. He played at Harden Simmons, played at Sol Ross before he got into coaching. He's the office coordinator at Sol Ross. In 2012, when he was 23. Yeah, that's crazy. He's 34 right now, by the way. He just turned 34. That's He's by far insane. the young. He's, yeah, he's younger than G.J. Kenny, right? Mm, ooh. No. Ooh. Hold on. G.J. Kenny's 35. 35. He's okay, younger well. than G.J. Kenny. Well. How's that? He's younger than Aaron Morris, right? Yes. Yeah, Eric Morris is 38. Like 38. Yes, yeah. thank you. Now we got a bunch of guys in their 30s. Ha <laughs> ha! My people! Um, he was not for much longer. In, <laughs> I don't appreciate you. <laughs> over the hill. he moved over to East Texas Baptist in 2013, and then became their head coach in 2016. He was the head coach in 2016, at which point he kind of got noticed. They went seven and three in his first year there, his first and only year at East Texas Baptist. Then he goes over and he becomes the receivers coach at. Southern Miss starts joining at, at Southern Miss uh, under Jay Hobson. Okay. Now here's where it gets weird. He kind of works his way up through the through the the ranks, and then he does the ultra rare thing that can that I think can only happen once, which is he coached for two different teams in the same season. In 2020, he took over as the interim head coach at Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interim head coach of Southern Miss finished this finished out the string with a bad team. They went one and three, whatever. He then gets hired in October while he is still at Southern Miss. He gets hired at Austin P. He then takes over and coaches at Austin P in the spring season, mm-hmm. in the COVID year. Yep. He's been at Austin P now for three seasons. Four seasons, I should say. And he's 26 and 14 at, at Austin P. He is a young... He is ticking a lot of boxes of the guy, of, of the girlfriend that is entirely the opposite of the guy, the, the girl you just got dumped by. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or you dumped, I should say. He is young, all due respect to our friend <laughs> Dana Dimmel, but he is almost 30 years his junior. Mm-hmm. And he runs a dynamic offense. They are going to spread it out and throw it around. They want to play an exciting brand of football. Mm -hmm. They want to play an exciting brand of football. And it might not be a lot um, to say about it now because the conference is so different. But he 
does have experience in Conference USA. He does. And it's a very different he does. Conference USA. Different. But yes, uh, he is a he's a two time Conference champion. He won the A Sun in 2022, and he won the UAC this year in 2023. They lost in the first round of the playoffs. Um, he is again, like I said, it's a football sicko Rorschach test. But he is a name that's been kicking around as like a hot young name coming up through the ranks, and now he gets a shot at the FBS ranks. Um, this is very different for UTEP. And especially, I don't know that they have ever had a guy. I need to look through their history. They certainly, in the in the spread era, right? In the spread era, they have not had a coach who wants to spread it around, who wants to throw it around. No. Mike Price didn't want to do that. A little bit, but certainly more than the last two. Sean Coogler and uh, Dana Dimmel were there ground and pound the year, guys. They were the, offensive line guys, basically. The year that UTEP went bowling, they had the really good receiver. So they 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 would throw they it a little bit it but, around a little bit more. That but this time. is going to be much more wide open. Oh yeah, this is going to be five wide, which I think, in my opinion, is a smart move by UTEP and the brass because I think it's a lot harder to find quality offensive linemen who are going to be able to go out to UTEP than it is to find quality receivers mm-hmm. and quarterbacks. You, if, if UTEP gets, let's just say UTEP can get the 18th best quarterback in Texas in the class of 20-whatever, that's still a quality quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think this is it's an interesting shift. I think it's going to take some time to churn that roster, and it would not be a surprise if they go real portal heavy in 2024. But Scotty Walden, I think you can ex- uh, I think you can expect an exciting brand of football. My next question is, who's the defensive coordinator? This is a guy who doesn't who who essentially has been offense his entire life. Who does he hire as his defensive coordinator? It's a big question moving forward. But Scotty Walden, the new man in charge out there in El Paso, a Texan, Cleburne. Yeah, how about that, Yellow Jackets? So there you go. Now let's go to Ashley Pickle from America's, America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, stay tuned to texasfootball.com. That's like the biggest thing that I can say. We're going to be having um all of our state hub go live next Sunday. Yeah. Sunday evening usually. Um Yeah, but yeah, our goal so we're going to be up here all day Saturday working. Mm-hmm. We're going to be up here all day Saturday working. Um Pickles got to figure out what we're going to eat. We'll be up here. And um putting together our entire state coverage, state championship coverage. We gotta wait until the games go final, right? So we gotta wait until Cibolo Steel and Summer Creek goes final at four o'clock before all the games are finalized. And then we still have stuff to do after that. We still have to like record a video. Like I have to script a video with to record it and edit it and stuff like that. Put together graphics and all that. Our goal goal is noon on Sunday. Our goal is noon on Sunday to have that whole bad boy launched at Texasfootball.com slash state. You'll see it all over social media once we go live. But that's the goal. So textful.com has got everything you need. Um, and then this weekend, a ton. We've got quite a few. Re- we'll announce it throughout the week. But quite a few really, really good state semifinal games that will be live on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. So keep your eyes posted to social media there. That'll do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to David Sines, the head coach of the Civil of Steel Knights, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper, Vince Young. Please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.